This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 85 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. Here's what I want you to do. Down below in the description, I have a link that takes you to the blog for Blueberry Markets that tells you everything you need to know. Now, if you're outside of the United States, here's what you can do. At the bottom of that blog, there is a link. If you click that link and sign up, you'll get many things. One, double the cashback bonus you would have gotten this time last year. Trade forgiveness, which completely absolves you of one bad trade and your own personal customer service representative. This is only available to my listeners. Trade Forex, metals, indices, crypto, and the top 50 most traded American stocks all right there on MT4 and MT5 and do it all with Blueberry Markets. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and if you're new or you just want to get caught up, let me tell you what we're doing here. Uh, We are foolishly making predictions for the year 2023 in terms of everything we talk about here on the podcast when it comes to investing. Now, I say foolish because our overall outlook is much further out than simply one year. Uh, But then again, we might be looking for really nice buying opportunities this year as well, and if things are going to drop, well... You know, then we need to do what we can uh, when the opportunity comes. You know, and if we believe that price is going to go up this year, well, then maybe now is the time to buy. You know, you, you got to do the best with what you have. And just for reference, let me tell you what I have. You know, I am a generalist investor. I don't specialize in any one thing. You could argue currencies. That's probably fair. But as far as all the other stuff goes, maybe percentage-wise, I'm an expert because I actually take the time to study these things. Um, But I have to rely on people far smarter than me when it comes to just about everything I invest in. So I take podcasts, YouTube videos, free newsletters, and paid newsletters. And then over time, I decide who are the best people to listen to in terms of fundamentals and in terms of predictive ability. You know, take all that information, run it through my own filter, and then present it to you. And if it makes you feel better just by listening to podcasts like this and similar ones, you are probably experts too just by, you know, you're probably in that top fraction of a percent of people who really understand these things. You know, so my point is, yes, we do have to rely on experts down the road, but go forth and go with confidence when it comes to a lot of these instruments because you probably are quite educated compared to most people. Uh, And that includes most people who are actually putting money down into these things. Uh, Now, today we are going over world currencies and energy. And just to set this up, let me tell you from a macro standpoint where we are right now. So let's just take what we know. You know, the era of free, crazy money is over for the time being, at least. Uh, We pretty much know the Fed wants a recession. Uh, Nobody else in that community seems to want it, but the Fed does, and the Fed is going to get what they want. And then also, zoom out a little bit. You know, globalization is coming to an end, which means the end of free, abundant stuff is also coming to an end. Couple this with the fact that commodity supply, almost all across the board, is going down, in some cases very sharply. And if I don't already sound like a broken record with a lot of this stuff, the six crises I blogged about, five of them have started. You know, they don't all happen overnight. It takes time. And uh, the one that hasn't really started yet, you could argue, would be banking. Uh, And let's just hope that one never does. But as far as the other ones go, you know, this is all very 
bearish. I don't know why people think just because we're in a bullish retracement uh, that everything is good again. If you were to present them with these arguments, they would have a really hard time refuting it, I think. You know, I said in my last blog that I wrote yesterday about crypto, how I think people just, especially people in the industry, because their industry is so reliant on bullishness, that they just kind of want to get together and simply wish these things into existence, which really serves nobody. All it does is get sucker investors into what is probably going to be a much larger bearish move down. You know, those are my thoughts on it. And so when it comes to currencies, if this is the case, why would I be anything but bullish on the United States dollar? You know, on a micro end, you could present any argument you want. Look, we've seen this happen. When things get bad, that's where people go. And that is not going to be changing anytime soon. You know, I ask you, what currency are they going to run to instead when things get bad instead of the dollar? Are you going to put your money in euro? Is that a safe haven to you? You know, are you going to feel amazing by throwing all your money into the CAD? You know, I actually think the CAD's going to do fine this year, but that's not where you go. It's not where anybody goes. Um, so, you know, this is a kind of a tough prediction to make because as far as 2023 goes, I'm already starting out in a hole, but I still, with confidence, am very bullish on the United States dollar this year. You know, I've bought positions in crypto and in metals and in energy, but they've been relatively small or, as we're about to talk about soon, they're at prices that are just so ridiculously low, you can't pass up on them. You know, and these are things that don't really correlate to the dollar anyway. Yeah, so even though we have seen bullish action in many places, my outlook has not changed. I would be suspicious if it had changed. You know, everything I said in the macro sections is exactly the same as it was before. You know, it's still pretty bad out there. You know, nothing has actually gotten better, uh, except for inflation, and inflation still sucks. So yes, my forecast for the dollar is bullish. Now, in terms of other major currencies, I don't think any of them are very compelling. I mean, you could really make the case this year for the yen. Yeah, people are getting really excited about that. I'm just not one of those people. You know, it's been really interesting to see the Bank of Japan actually make a move that is bullish for the yen uh, after 10 years of just doing the exact opposite, which let me tell you, has been great for Forex traders. Um, but the Bank of Japan seems pretty inept. Like, you know, I don't think they can just snap their fingers and make it all okay again. On top of that, the yen has already made a pretty large corrective move as a result of this. So going forward, you know, which is what we're trying to figure out here, um, no. Again, how good would you feel if you were putting your cash into the Japanese yen? Now, you'd be a bolder man than I. But that's really all I have as far as currency predictions for 2023. Now let's jump right into energy and let's start with oil. Now I'm not going to have a whole lot for you here, um, primarily because my beliefs mainly come from information I gather from paid newsletters. And as a service to them, I don't just take their paid information and broadcast it out to eight to 12,000 people every week. Let me just say that not only is supply slowly going down, it is mostly coming from the same places, which is problematic. We'll talk about that in a moment. And also, you know, the one, you know, the one real bear case that I could see is if we just completely touch bottom this year and demand dries up. 
You know, if we go into our little holes and we have this kind of like nuclear winter type scenario going on where everything's just horrible, then yeah, of course, demand's going to dry up for all energy inputs. But I do not see that happening for 2023. And I see the price of oil going up. Um, Yeah, I wish I had more for you there. On natural gas, I do have a bit more for you. However, this is a really strange phenomenon because... This is something that was supposed to have really gone up by now as we're in the middle of winter in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, But price is absolutely cratered. And you have to understand, I was bullish on natural gas completely irrespective of what was going to happen in the European winter. Uh, So these lower prices are a gift. I uh, put out on Discord that I bought more uh, of the UNG ETF. Uh, at 1450 and as is always the case when I buy something it drops and so it's it's lower than that right now um, and I might even add more to it I have a lot in there I really shouldn't but I really think this is quite an opportunity um, we have seen very cold weather in Europe in December and then we had a heat wave for like a week and then people thought that we were completely out of the woods now because of one week's worth of weather which is very strange um, again uh, nobody wants uh, a really bad cold snap in Europe, and nobody can predict a cold snap in Europe, despite what they're trying to say. Uh, but whether we get one or we don't get one, I'm fine with that. It actually benefits me to not have one because we can still buy at these lower prices because long term, I am quite bullish, and I am bullish on the price of liquid natural gas and all of the companies and ETFs that go with it for the year 2023. Uh, And if anybody wants to counter by saying, you know, the U.S. has so much of it now, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. We're one country. Again, uh, globalization is over with. Other countries are really going to need it, and they are not going to have it. And the United States only has so many boats to get this stuff across, and these boats can't even really carry that much supply. So if many parts of the world are needing it but not getting it, guess what that does to price? That's right. Number go up. Let's now go to uranium. Uh, Here's the thing with uranium, if we've learned anything. You're just going to have to sit and wait. You know, lightning is going to strike these people at some point. It tends to do that in spurts. And the uranium, everybody talks about how tiny the silver market is. Uranium is far tinier than the silver market, as many of you already know. So these moves, when they come, they come big. Uh, But that big realization move that we're waiting for could be years away. We don't know. So it's almost just kind of like how people stack sats in crypto. I just kind of keep stacking uranium positions little by little over time because I'm really preparing for something big. Um, They are building tons of nuclear reactors in China and the Middle East. And all the Japanese restarts are back on. If Belgium wants to shut down a plant or two, that's fine. That's one country. And a lot of these countries who are doing that are realizing their mistake pretty quickly. So I feel like all fundamentals are completely bullish for uranium. As far as 2023 goes, I'm neutral. Uh, But I will be stacking positions along the way, believe that. And if people say, oh, what about fusion and algae and hydrogen and all this stuff? Guys, anytime stories like this come out, I've heard so many of these in the last 10 years, you know, Cool, the technology might be there, but the application of this technology is so far away, it doesn't affect us any. You know, what we have right now is what we have, and we will probably have that for the next 10 years at least. So plan accordingly. And we'll go ahead and end it off with probably the most frustrating uh, 
commodity of the bunch, and that's going to be copper. Here's the thing about copper. Let me just kind of sum all this up. I probably more than anything, maybe even more than uranium, want to be around for the bull run in copper, which I feel is inevitable. And I will wait as long as it takes. And the frustrating part is it might be a while, but there's really no way to tell. So it also might not. So you're just going to have to get in when you get in and just absorb any nonsense along the way. It's almost just kind of like a set it and forget it position because there is no way you can predict price on this. Now, recently people have tried to predict price because of what they feel is going to be happening with China very soon. Uh, gun to my head, I would say an episode on Chinese restarts is well overdue and probably going to be the next episode before we start predicting things like crypto and stuff like that. Uh, so we will talk about this, but yeah, copper, expect it to be frustrating. Don't expect returns right away. Uh, but price could easily start getting away from us at any moment. So again, my forecast would be neutral on copper. You know, it, it's a yin and yang because, you know, no pun intended with China, but you know, we have supply that is almost cratered. Uh, but again, if we're not using it and we're not building, then I don't think people are going to realize this big lack of supply. But when it comes time to realize this lack of supply, I think they're all going to say, oh, crap. And that is going to vault copper into the stratosphere. Uh, but as far as what's going to happen this year, I have really no opinion. Uh, so that will wrap up episode 85. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with me, I certainly hope you enjoyed it. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something like that, give this podcast a five-star review. I haven't asked for that in a while, um, but it really does help the podcast out. And you know, 2023 could be set up to be a very wild year, but that's not going to affect us a whole lot because we have a much longer time frame that we look at, and a lot of our positions are already down. And yet all the writing that seems to be on the wall right now is still going to really surprise people when it's time, whenever that day comes. And believe me, they will be caught off guard. And that's when they'll realize that we weren't crazy. We were just early.